Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the eighth episode of the Populars Club podcast. I'm Daniel Pearson, co-hosting with Jake Albright. How's it going, buddy? Good, 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 Dan. We're just in Tempe. It's a beautiful day out here, 75 degrees. I am just enjoying life. Good shit. Um, today, we're, we're excited to finally talk about WandaVision. We haven't gotten around to talking about that finale and what we have next in store for Marvel. Um, also wanted to definitely give a quick recap of the Grammys for whoever saw that. Shout out some winners, some highlight performances, and then also Oscar nominations just dropped and that's happening next month. So wanna wanna it's touch officially on that. award season, Dan. Let's uh let's start with the Grammys. What were what, what are we thinking? I kind of liked the. Uh, did the you watch show? Them? I liked I liked what they did with the performances. I think it was very well yeah. produced. Um, much better than the Golden Globes, which was kind of a, it seemed like they learned their lesson. They they uh, took some uh, notes. yeah the whole virtual thing, dude. I was scared at the beginning. I don't know if you watched like the pre-show. It was like that. It was that format of like the zoom thing and i was like no is this what the whole thing's gonna be luckily it wasn't luckily luckily they actually had live people live small live audience um the sets though were what was what really struck out to me holy shit the sets this year were insane like yeah really good stuff i mean that little baby performance obviously the mm-hmm. one performance was was you know queen shit right there yeah that um, was but that one out on the street yeah with little baby that was whew, that was quite a set that was quite a quite a statement i i really appreciated that i was i've never seen something like that in the grammys before you know <laughs> mm-hmm. like you you forgot you were watching the grammys you were just like wow uh, but yeah for sure i would say that definitely the person who deserves the most recognition is beyonce she is officially the winner of the most grammys ever which is yeah. insane Just awesome <laughs> and shout out blue ivy she's and got shout one out too. blue ivy gotta be the youngest gotta be the youngest gotta grammy be, yeah that was good but no i mean beyonce all the stuff she put out this year and you know i think this really cemented her status as one of the greatest female artists ever just um well and just timeless you know i mean timeless yeah I mean, the consistency and yeah how long she's been around and I mean, she's not slowing down. So (laughs) no, Um, the queen is she's, she's the queen, man. She's officially the queen. Her nor, nor Taylor Swift can't, can't Uh, forget to shout out her. Oh, shut up. She won. She won her third album of the year. Everyone in case you didn't hear for, for, yeah, yeah. Good for Taylor. She also had an amazing set, an amazing performance. Um, brought tears to my eyes but Dan I I I turned that off I turned that off oh I'm sure you did I'm sure you did hey Uh, your your man wasn't even he was protesting the awards this year yeah good for him good for him now he's gonna come back and win album of the year yeah Um, and then he's gonna go back on his he's gonna go back on his boycott as soon as he gets an album of the year (laughs) (laughs) hey man isn't that hey the weekend boycott to get stuff to change is he is he doing I don't think he's doing what the weekend's doing because the weekend's not even submitting stuff to the 
Did Drake yeah, the say that? Fully, I don't. I don't. I think Drake submit. I don't even know the full story. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. Um, but I just know. You know, he he'll probably win next year. Uh, he's he's got some some fire coming out here soon. We'll um, see about but what else? Do you got any other any other surprise award winners? Any other? Um. Oh, her was a big surprise for best song. Um, that song was really, really powerful, really moving. Um, but I think she was she was definitely a big surprise. No one saw that one coming. Um, and yeah. Oh, of course, the other big thing this year was that it was all women. It was all women winners in the main categories, excluding. Which I liked. I mean, the Grammys gets a lot of hate for their selections and their nominations, but I did. Did like that. Um, no, yeah, it was really that they gave you know love to the to the women out there and and shouted them out and gave them the respect that they do because. Well, I mean, it's not it's that, and it's also like it's about time that we I think recognize like. Oh yeah, women, I mean, women that. are the literal backbone of the music industry. Like, I mean, like exactly. I mean, and if you just look at this year, it's it's not even really a stretch. I mean. What male really? No, yeah. Who would you have nominated as a male, honestly, this year? I mean, no one really released anything. No I don't, one, know. I don't no, know. It was just a genuine representation. It wasn't like, uh, yeah. I think that I think that it was really. There was a lot of males upset, though. A lot of triggered males out there. A lot of toxic masculinity running through Twitter and TikTok and Instagram. Oh, as, as always. A lot of angry Nothing males out there. Angry at these females. People are so funny because they act like whenever they don't get nominated, they're like, oh, the war shows are such garbage. They don't mean anything. And then when they get nominated and they win, they're like, fuck yes. Look at me. Uh, Look at how. Well, I guess that just shows that they care. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's how much they care. Um, that's that's also a good point. But speaking of other awards, um, Oscar nominations just dropped on Monday. Um, I have not seen a lot of stuff this year. I don't know about you, Jake, but I haven't either. Um, new stuff I have not seen. But to be fair, it's a really weird year because nothing's really been out. Like, I can't even think of what in theaters besides, like, Tenant dropped, you know? Like, Mm. it's hard to even think of. Well, it seems like Judas is going to clean up then, our movie Judas. Yep. So, exactly. So, for Best Picture, Judas and the Black Messiah is nominated. Um, Jake and I talked about that. We had a whole episode devoted to that. Um, A couple episodes back. Yeah, it's episode one or two episodes ago. Episode six, I believe it is. Or no, episode five, sorry. Um, but yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah, great movie. It's nominated for Best Picture and then also the two um, leading actors. Well, Chadwick Boseman's nominated. Um, wait, that's not for that movie, my bad. Daniel Kalula is nominated. I thought another person. Oh, Lakeith Stanfield too. They both got nominated. Um, and then Chadwick Boseman also got nominated um, for his movie Rainey's Black Bottom. I haven't even seen it, um, but rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Um, very sad. Also for actor in leading roles, Gary Oldman, Stephen Yoon, and Anthony Hopkins in Riz Ahmed. I haven't seen any of those movies they're in. Oh, Minari is like the top movie this year. That 
swept everything, all the nominations. Um, so I'm really excited. I need to go watch that. Jake, have you have you seen Minari? I have not. I've, I've heard some really good things about it, and um, I definitely need to check it out. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a Korean and... it's a Korean film, and it's about like this family that moved to I think it's Arkansas or some some random obscure like Midwestern American state, wow. and it's just about them like starting their life. I think I, I've seen the trailer, and it looks really good, but. I don't know if we're looking. You know at... what service it's on? That's a big thing these days. Where can I find it, Dan? Oh God, here I'm looking. Where can you find uh, it? Dan's gonna look. Oh, um, you can rent it on Amazon. You can rent it on Amazon or YouTube. Ninety-eight um, percent Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit! Well, if this is anything, um, this is anything like Parasite, because that's really the only other Korean movie I've seen. I'm. I'm all in. Yeah, so. I was, I was, I was gonna say. I mean, the Korean movies these days, it seems like they're coming strong, which is awesome. No, yeah. Well, and finally, we're getting some diversity in like Oscar nominations and like yes, yes which is very seen. good, much needed. Um, very exciting. I mean, awards season. It's always an exciting time. It's it's a little different this year, obviously, but. Yeah, I bet they'll do. I bet they'll do the the Oscars like they did the Grammys, um, oh, which yeah. worked out. Do you know who's hosting the Oscars? Now I'm gonna Google again. Who's I'm gonna say Oscars. my bet would be on. Oh, I don't want to say Kevin Hart. Who is it, Dan? They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Obviously, it's not Kevin Hart. That's a Billy joke. Crystal is the top pick. Really? Huh? Yeah. I wonder how that process works. I wonder. I don't know, but I think they need to fucking refine it for the Grammys because, oh my God. You didn't Trevor like Noah. Polar and who, who else was it? No. The Grammys this year was Trevor Noah. Oh, Trevor Noah. That's right. That's right. And he, he was just on crack or something, dude. I don't know what he was. At first, I was just like, oh, all right, he's really energetic. And that's what you need as a, as a host, obviously, good energy. Huh. But then I was huh. like, then I was like, wait, this guy's like actually like tripping out. Like he's getting way too excited. And the people he was like congratulating were like, what the hell? Like he was. Hey, man. <laughs> That's not bad. Show your excitement. Be happy. Um, I like Trevor. No, yeah. So Billy Crystal, I guess, is the top pick for the Oscars. Um, really quick, I'll just give a shout out to the best picture um, nominations The Father. Judas and the Black Messiah, um, that's our topic. Minari, Mank, Nomadland. Ooh, Promising Young Women, great movie, if you haven't seen it. Sound of Metal and Trial of Chicago 7, another great movie. I've only seen three of those, but um, yeah, excited. And we'll see, we'll see how they are. Moving right along, yeah, moving let's... On, Talk about WandaVision, Jake. Let's do it, Dan. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, you you seem like you're not quite here with me, buddy. It is. Here? Oh, I'm here. I'm 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 always here. I'm Let's here get you. Let's I'm, get you. Let's talk. Let's talk about where Marvel's going. Let's get excited about this. Well, we've got a new Marvel show coming out um, next week or soon, very soon. Falcon I think Winter it is. Soldier, mm-hmm. um, which I am very excited about. It'll be 
I, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know where uh, they're going to go with the show. I don't know what they're going to talk about, what kind of, uh, you know, protagonist there's, or antagonist there's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think but, it's going to... Go sorry. Ahead. Do you think question? it's going to be S.W.O.R.D.? Do you think it's going to be more all about S.W.O.R.D. and stuff? And like... Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot like uh, that old ABC, so ABC show, S.H.I.E.L.D., kind of. And then, you know, you have... Falcon and Winter Soldier in there. I mean, not like that, but you know what I'm saying? With a lot of shield and sword kind of... I just... I don't know how they're going to incorporate it. I don't know what they're going to do with with the characters. I don't know who they're going to fight. But it's going to be very interesting. The most excited thing I'm obviously waiting to see is how it all connects, right? To the the Marvel multiverse. So how are they... What what other characters are going to come in? How are they going to you know get us ready for right. you know upcoming movies and tv shows because that's what marvel's all about right it's just teasing mm-hmm. what's next you know and it's almost like they just primed the it now they primed it now and kind of set aside wanda as like kind of that superhero now that's more like backstage you know like she's the one like running the show or she's the one that like you hear about maybe through other characters but i feel like she's going to be held kind of in this higher place now in the marvel universe mm-hmm. where it's like I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good example. Maybe kind of like, honestly, like Iron Man, when a lot of other characters started coming to the Avengers, you know? Well, like, after, after some thought, Dan, I've, I've, I've got my power rankings of, of Marvel characters. Really? And I think that, that Captain Marvel's number one. Okay. I think okay. that she's, I mean, how do you, what, what do you do to stop her? She's um, all powerful. And then... I think I'd put I'd put Wanda number two because you know like like Agatha said you know she's more powerful than than Doctor Strange and you know you would have to put Doctor Strange as one or two so if she's more powerful than Doctor Strange then you know she's right up there and and uh it's it's going to be very exciting the movie I am most excited for I don't know if I've been in this excited for a movie in a long time is Doctor Strange oh in the i think it's the madness of the multiverses or whatever yeah but oh really dr strange and wanda going through (laughs) time and i mean i honestly that's gonna be a fun that's gonna be a fun crossover for sure i think that dr strange might be just the best movie that marvel has made um Uh especially recently it's I just think I it's the most the most intellectual, the most the most deep thinking. It's got the most. Mm-hmm. It just makes kind of sense. Um, also, in a, in it's a like philosophical the, way. Um, and while there's right. also good action and there's you know fighting and killing and all that stuff, so it gives you a little bit of everything, and it goes way deeper than a lot of the other uh, Marvel movies. And so I'm so excited to see how they incorporate. Uh, you know, the Scarlet Witch into the mm-hmm. madness of the multiverse mm-hmm. and how is... They've met before, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. in, in Endgame and I think in right. Infinity War. Okay. Oh, and then, well, obviously, Age of Ultron. I need to rewatch Age of Ultron because, um, you know, I, I actually ended up, after WandaVision, rewatching uh, Endgame and Infinity War and I watched Doctor Strange and a couple others. But, um, you know, it's very interesting after you see Wanda the show and and you know learn all these new things that have happened since Thanos and and what has gone on and then you go and rewatch the stuff it's it's very um you know you you learn new things and you can see new things and 
It's very oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I've heard of a lot of my friends that are actually going back and rewatching now. So I kind of I kind of feel like I have to. But I saw the first two Iron Mans and I was like, holy crap, that's like the same as WandaVision. Like, it's kind of crazy to look back on it. And like, like, we remember when those came out, you know, and that's the same universe. Like, it's just the new replacement. And it's like, I don't know. It's really, it's, just, it's exciting. I definitely will say I've lost a little interest since, I don't know, probably by the time like the third Thor came out, that was when I was like kind of getting over it. Oh shit. I almost forgot. That's, that's, that leads me to, I was always a little more of a DC guy actually. And really? so for a while I was really clinging on to the DC universe and like hoping that like Zack Snyder was going to do something. And then he killed it and butchered it. And then last night we just found out maybe he didn't. Maybe he brought it back to life. He's like that Undertaker gif from the fucking, uh, from the coffin. He's coming back to life. He's bringing DC with him. And uh, no, I'm very excited. I, I honestly- Four hours, four hours. Four hours. And honestly, that's all I know about the movies. It's four hours and it's Justice League and it's supposed to be good. Yeah. No, okay, wait. The plot, I don't Sorry, know guys. what's going to happen. Sorry, guys. We haven't even told you. Zack Snyder released four years after the original came out, the director's cut of Justice League. And so supposedly he fixed the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know if anyone knows, but- Basically, Zack Snyder was the one doing the DC universe. He did Man of Steel. He did Batman versus Superman, and he basically like he produced Wonder Woman. Um, but anyway, Zack Snyder was a basketball player. He'd basically be like Jason <laughs> Terry and Kevin Feige or Feige, who runs the MCU, is like LeBron. And yeah, I mean, if you've seen that play, I mean, that's that's pretty much what it's like here. Okay, it's LeBron just sticking his oh balls in Zack Snyder's okay. face. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know. What I the mean, hell there's a reason everyone about, talks about Marvel but... over DC now, and that's because that's because the failure of Justice League and Man of Steel. All right, but Batman here here's Superman. what people don't here's what people don't know. So Zack Snyder had Justice League, and then and then Warner Bros. We're like, no, you, your name has been on the beginning of too many credits of movies that have just plummeted. So we're going to get the Avengers guy on here and fix this for you. And then the Avengers guy, Josh Whedon, Whedon? Is that his last name? I don't know. Came on and he, he really just put his stamp of fucking not caring. And it's kind of funny to think that they gave the rival the reins. Obviously, he was going to kill it. Uh, but yeah now Zack Snyder I guess got it back and he's releasing it and we'll see we'll see gotta sit down I guess four hours set aside and watch it yeah four <laughs> hours I don't know when I'm gonna do that um maybe think, maybe we I can maybe we, we can could... Irish man it and split it into chunks 45 minutes each or something I was gonna each. say is that how long Irish man was it was like three or three and a half, but that's, I mean, that's what I did. I split it into, well, someone on Twitter very nicely split it into chunks. Maybe someone will do that for this Justice League. Oh, I bet someone nice, already has. Nice stoppage times. Um, I saw one of the, yeah. 
But, I, I mean, spoilers, but. there is potential, right? I mean, we got all those good characters. We've got, I don't even know who they're fighting, but. I saw a lot of stuff that got taken out. It was actually a lot of Wonder Woman scenes, which is so fucking stupid. Gal Gadot is literally the best person that has happened to that universe. The best thing that has happened to that universe. Yeah, no, you're right. So, so... I might watch it just for more. more yeah, maybe this. now. That's part of the reason it's so good is we got some more Gale. 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 And some more, some more Flash right here too. So that's that's good too. That's good that's too. Exciting. Yeah, less Batman and Superman, I think, please. We, I think the Flash is the first gay superhero. Actually, I don't know if they make him gay, but that actor, Ezra Miller, is definitely gay. Well, it's very, I mean, if I was a director, I would just say all my characters are, like, asexual. <laughs> and then I'd just be like... Disclaimer at the beginning of every movie. Yeah, like, who gives a fuck? Wait, well, let's think about some, like, straight alien superheroes. They definitely are asexual. Like, well, dude, Vision is definitely asexual. <laughs> well, what even is Vision? <laughs> well, that was a weird... That's, that, that was a weird thought. side train we just took off on. Oh, that's a funny thought, though. Vision, Vision is definitely out. Didn't they have a moment where they were like... It should be LGBTQ plus V for Vision. It's embarrassing. We're cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> How is that embarrassing? I'm just trying to give Vision some love. He's a one one. Adding him to the alphabet soup. He's a one one. Um, but no, I, I, I would think that. Hopefully, this will. I, you know, I do hope that we get some competition here, and that DC can make some sort of comeback because it yes, is, okay, it wouldn't yes. be a bad thing to have more no. superhero movies, right? Because. It thing to give marvel some competition mm-hmm. because they have the characters they have the they have the full slot full roster of great characters they just need the right people to give them honestly those are way more classic characters than the marvel mm-hmm. movies right oh you got oh yeah batman and superman and wonder aquaman aquaman i mean these are just some classics oh yeah and talk about villains they're villains that actually matter like the joker and like yeah they're like like, but maybe that's the whole that's why it's so tough for a director in writing and producing is it's probably tough to give you know the Mm. joker his full due and his full i mean that's why the dark knight was so good is because it Right. fully encapsulated who the joker was and how horrible he was and what made well, the dark knight oh god we could get into this the dark knight was so good because it didn't try to be a superhero movie it was just a it was just a real drama and it was like yeah these people are real and they live down the street from you and watch out for a joker card in your mailbox because you're gonna fucking blow up i did see something yeah just why why did every single policeman in the entire city go under like you can't leave a hundred outside like oh, you're, talking, you're talking about dark knight rises yeah I, why do we... <laughs> oh that was such a plot hole oh my god that was bad i mean that was really bad they was like i <laughs> this works like, out nicely yeah this is nice for me <laughs> 
Oh. Oh, man. No, yeah, I, I'm really excited. I also, I also saw that Joaquin Phoenix was in the director's cut of the Justice League. So Joker, some Joker action. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. No, I mean, four hours, they're going to have to, I, don't, I wonder if it's going to be multiple different plots and, or, you know, uh, who knows what that, four hours? <laughs> it's like three movies. That's going to be like, I'm, dude, I'm kind of nervous. And does, does that mean every scene is just like 10 times longer because they don't just like end a scene when they, who knows, man. Yeah, very interesting. I honestly haven't seen many director's cuts, so, um, you know. I don't me neither. That, it reminds me of, the only other director's cut I can think of is Superman 2. I don't know if you ever saw that, but pretty iconic classic movie. And really? who's the director? I forget what it's called, but it's like, he has his own director's cut. Um, but uh, I think I'm, I think we should just talk about the movie we saw last night, Jake, now. I don't have much else to say about superheroes. Yeah, no, I think this this should be our good wrap-up here. Is we'll talk about a kind of random movie, but... A very feel-good, just nice, just he can't go wrong with that movie. And what would that movie be, Dan? Julie and Julia. One of my all-time favorite movies. Meryl Streep, Amy Adams. It has a special place in my heart. Um, I mean, it's about, it's kind of a... Uh, rom-com type Rom-com vibe. slash biopic mm, about yeah. Julia Julia Childs. Childs. And then this, I, I guess it was a true story about this blogger who mm-hmm. got pretty famous off of, you know, writing about Julia Childs' book. Or, you know, well, she did. She did a year through making every recipe through Julia Childs' famous book, yeah. And, and the movie just amazingly, you know, goes back and forth between, you know, when mm-hmm. present day, which in that time was like 2004 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 2001. Like yeah, it was right after 9-11. They go between, you know, that and then they do a bunch of uh, flashbacks to Julia Child in mm-hmm. her life. And they talk about how she became a cook and how she wrote this amazing cookbook that changed, you know, the way that people all over the world see food and cook with food and stuff. And, and so, it, I mean, like Dan said, it's a very feel-good movie. There's not much, I mean, there's... Well, it's really, it's, it's just like feel-good in the sense that, well, I mean, Meryl Streep is just feel-good. But I mean, like, they, it's, they each have their own thing they're trying to do. You know, Julia Childs, she wants to go to France to learn how to cook so she can teach Americans how to cook the proper way, you know, the best way. And then Julie back here in America is like trying to figure out a very more realistic down to earth thing that I think is really applicable to literally us right now. She's like, all right, how can I like, how can I like do something for myself and motivate myself and keep myself on this schedule to do something, but like also try to like connect with other people and like, you know, reach out and like share something that is helping me get through every day. And I don't know, I think, I think a lot of podcasts do that these days. Um, back then it was a blog back in 2001. I mean, that was definitely the main version of sharing and stuff, but I don't know the way they crisscross the two stories. It's so, it's so perfect. It's yeah. so, it's yeah. so seamless. Yeah. And it, I mean, it has a very good message because mm-hmm. I mean, it connected both to Julia and Julie that, you know, these 
these women were were lost in life and they didn't know what to do and mm-hmm. you know they weren't experiencing you know joy and everything and they kind of just felt stuck and and in in different ways but in, in the same way they they found cooking and and french cuisine and and that kind of got them out of you know the hole that they were in and it, you know it gave exactly. a child a purpose and, and it made her you know an icon and one of the most legendary people in cooking Right. And then, it, you know, I, I feel bad. I don't know what happened to Julie, but, you know, she seemed like she was getting pretty famous. Oh, and, you mean after she, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't either. But it seemed like she was, you know, going to get pretty famous. And, you know, she definitely had found a purpose and, and, and a, a goal and she had completed Absolutely. a goal, which it, the movie makes clear she had never it, done before. The movie did a great job of showing, like, how how just comforting and how, you, you, how food, how strong food can be to us, you know, mm-hmm. and how, how taking care of yourself and like, well, yeah, I mean, cooking is just, to me, food is one of, you know, our basic necessities. And so you might as well mm-hmm. try as many different types of foods and, Right. Well, if it's if it's something we need, it's something that we literally is a very fun thing to do. And it's it's a very exactly. Uh, why not make a necessity? Like, why not have fun with something that we would have to do every day normally? Exactly. And why not make it delicious? And I mean, it's a great way to bring people together. It's a great way to, you know, talk to people. I mean, there's not many better ways to just you know, oh. sit down with someone and have a conversation. And, I'm just thinking about the have, movie now. If you have good food and... And all the foods they make. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Oh my God. It's a the, great experience. And, and, you know, I feel like it might be a dying art, but, you know, the the art of just, you know, getting good food somewhere and enjoying yourself and enjoying the food and the rest But actually going out and, you know, like getting... Getting... It's the whole... It's a whole experience, you know? It's exactly. not just like... It's not just taking out of the box. It's going out and getting the lobster from the market and like, holy shit, that's one of the most iconic parts of the movie when you say <laughs> the lobster part. Oh my that God. That's a good part. That's a really good part. She has to... Amy Adams has to confront a lot of previous fears she's had throughout this movie. She she hates eggs. She has to deal with eggs. She... She freaks out when she's trying to put these live lobsters, lobsters in this pot. And yeah, no, I mean, it's just a very well done um, movie. And I mean, it obviously is about cooking, but what a well done movie I feel like does is it goes deeper than just the main subject and they explore different types of life and different types of emotions. And, and Amy Adams, I think, just did such a good job of being so relatable. Like, I, I mean, obviously, there's good acting too. Yeah, yeah. Meryl yeah. Streep and Amy Adams, and then the two husbands are very good as well. Yep. Especially um, Meryl Streep's Paul, husband. Paul is such a good actor. Yeah, he's a very good actor. He does a great job. Um, so but yeah, no, I, I just was very bored the other night and <laughs> decided to turn that on. And and little did Jake know, that little was did like I my know, favorite movie a, ever. A great, great movie, and especially I didn't know that. Dan liked this movie and he had seen it and loved it. So that was our Go little watch it. Yeah, those are little review. It's on Netflix. It's very easy to watch. You it's on watch. Netflix now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I grew up with that on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> my mom and I would always watch that movie. Great. Great oh yeah, time. I'm sure. Any any of your mothers or grandmothers, they've definitely <laughs> seen this movie. So if you you know need a recommendation beyond just us. Go, go to them.
and have a have a nice little moment with your yes but dan anything else you want to talk about not not really i think that was that was a pretty good episode we talked about what we wanted to we did award seasons we did one division finally and dc finally um and yeah so i guess i just i'll finish it off here by saying that um you know over the last couple weeks we've uh you know been up and down with uh you know releasing podcasts and all sorts of stuff but we are all we're just trying to figure out our path and and we've come to realize that you know podcasting is a lot is just as much for us and about what we want to talk about and what we want to do and so you know that's where we're going to start focusing on more is is releasing content that you know we want to release and when we want to release it and make sure it's the quality that we want. And so, um, but we're also, um, we do care about our, our, whoever listens and we do care about you guys who and follow. We want, we want to have a consistent schedule for you guys because obviously then it's a lot easier for you to know when to go check and when to go find a new episode, because if you're actually, if there's anyone who's actually listening through all these episodes, like, please like let us know if you are. And, please tell us what we're doing good, what we're doing bad, because we're going to keep making episodes. We're going to keep sitting here every Wednesday and Thursday and having this super just casual time of just talking about shit we've seen and watched and listened to. And we're going to keep coming out with episodes. So keep listening, please. And just like Amy Adams, if anyone listens, if anyone reads... Good for you guys. Thank you very much. If anyone's out there, she definitely said that. Is anyone yeah, out there? <laughs> if you want to send us gifts like they did to Amy, that'd be lovely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Some food. <laughs> Maybe down uh, But no, Dan, I think um, this was a great episode. Thanks for listening to episode eight of the Populars Club, guys. Um, tune in next Thursday evening. It was a great time today. Signing off from Orange County. Make sure to follow the Instagram for updates.